Welcome to the family with Hackmaster Ralph W. Basham, MD. The barely surviving Alex Brent Bernard Rasmussen, <laughs> co host. Glad I'm not well. you, Catherine Brandt. <laughs> Andy Brent Bernard. And Cassie Schrader. Cassie's in studio. I am, I am. Learning the tricks to, of the trade. Came to celebrate Andy's birthday. That's yep. what it is. Yes, All I it know. Is. No doubt about it. We'll be right back. Got uh, what? We got Timmy Lammers. We got Kristen Bird. Eventually. We got Candace. Hopefully not me vomiting. Candace. Hopefully Alex not projectile vomiting. That'd be good. Good Lord. We'll be right back with a pen. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who've been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Tommy, how long have you been at KQ? 36 years now. Wow, that's loyalty. Well, if I'm completely honest, it isn't the company that I'm loyal to. It's the listeners. I figured out a long time ago they're the only reason I have a job. Why are you asking? Well, we had another great month at Coon Rapids Nissan and Burnsville Nissan. In fact, Burnsville continues to be the number one Nissan store in Minnesota. The loyalty part. Get to the loyalty part. Oh, yeah. This month, if you buy or lease a new Rogue or a Pathfinder from us, we'll give you an extra 500 off as long as you own or are leasing a Nissan. That is cool. Do they have to trade it? Nope. It's just a reward for being loyal. By the way, the new Pathfinder is fantastic. It's got a nine-speed transmission, and JLo says it'll practically pull the building. We also cut a deal with our good buddy Charlie Swenson, who's running a Nissan store in Chicago. He gave us some extra rogues. Because Charlie's such a nice guy. Well, Paul might have threatened him. Sounds like Paul. For details, go to Walzer Nissan or Coon Rapids Nissan and claim your loyalty gift. Tommy, give him some Elvis loyalty. Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, everybody on the show, today is a day you can rejoice in the fact you're not a billionaire. I Why? really do. Because the Democrats' new strategy, a novel tax on billionaires, did you know uh, it said it will require the richest of the rich pay taxes on assets even if they don't sell them? Well, oh, the, oh, they're going to go after stocks. Yep. Oh, well, that, okay. They can't, they're never going to get this passed. No way. Because <clears throat> if you have stocks and you've invested in a stock let's say you paid eight dollars for apple and now apple is a thousand dollars uh you don't pay tax on that until you take the money out that's correct because the stock can also go back down to eight dollars yeah right so well that's why they are never going to get this done because so many people's right. retirement funds are tied to the stock market yes 401ks all that kind of stuff investment they're never going because they if they start how are they going to tax you on your gains if you lose? Are there you, are, are no you getting, gains? Well, what well, you don't understand, the, the magic word billionaire. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the whole The magic word is billionaire. Mm -hmm. And they say it is going to pass, and they're going to do what they want because that's what they want to do. They yep. want the money. They're in dire straits for money. Dire straits for more money, more tax money. And they're going to do it because it's billionaires, and no one want, likes billionaires. And there's just so few of them, <laughs> it's never going to happen to us. So what's going to happen? Yeah, they're going to pass this. And then they're going to change it from billionaire yep. to, million. to, to millionaire to mil hundred millionaire to ten millionaire to millionaire to hundred thousand air, yep. and then everybody's going to have to pay on that. That's yep. what's going to happen. And they're That's going how to it's wonder, going to work. Why has everyone fled our city? Why? Why is our city a dilapidated ghost town? Well, I can't just, figure it out. It's just going to end up people. Well, how about the how about the giant 
companies that have stock. They're not companies. They're not billionaires. The word they're is only, billionaire. They're go- only going after individuals. For now. Billionaire bad unit. Yep. Hmm, I thought it was everybody. That, no. no. That, okay. Well, that's a little better. The proposal being. See, you just agreed with that. There you go. Because <laughs> you ate billionaires. Exactly. The proposal being worked out would require 700 billionaires to pay taxes on assets such as stocks that gain in value in their portfolios. The chain, a key change is that they would pay even if they don't sell the assets, explains the New York Times. Yeah. Under current rules on capital gains, people only owe taxes when they sell. The plan would affect only people with more than a billion dollars in assets or. Here it is. Mm. Who make a hundred million a year? Mm. Well, you know what people are going to do? They're going to take a salary of ninety-nine million, yeah, and they're going right. to have assets of nine hundred ninety-nine million, and everything else is going to be hidden. Yep. Well, if you have that kind of money, this what's what's the what's the percentage that they're going to charge? Them? Uh, I haven't seen that. Yet. The proposal they said the proposal could raise up to two hundred and fifty billion dollars. Yeah. Okay. That's what they're saying. So it's about. Three hundred and thirty million apiece. So this is where they're getting their money to pay for the s- new stimulus. Is that what they were? Oh, apparently, yeah. That's is that why it's prepaid, deal. according to Joe? Uh, and that's my. This is yearly. Probably yearly. Uh, yearly. Uh, is it a yearly tax? Uh, uh, so I would guess. Well, why do it just once? Okay, here's an example. Say a family has a net worth of ten billion dollars. If that <laughs> amount increased to eleven billion a year, the family would owe two hundred million dollars tax. So it's at twenty percent capital gain. Whoa. On the capital gains rate, according to the Times, the analysis notes that the proposal is somewhat similar to a wealth tax proposed by Senator Elizabeth Warren and others, which would require the wealthy to pay a certain percentage of their net worth in taxes each year. So we'll see if this passes, doesn't pass, whatever the hell it is. So, Tim, what are you going to do now that they're going to tax you on your billion dollars worth of stock and equity? I am going to go live in a cave. <laughs> Cave dweller. I, uh, I have a feeling a lot of people are. Uh, you know what? I, I've been planning on the move to the cave just because of all the maddening BS mm. that I put up with on a day-to-day basis with the media and the movie people and all that other BS. He's gonna, so, yes, I'm on my way, baby. And after Thursday, he's going to move to a sesh. Sesh. <laughs> um... I talked to Stephen Bauer this morning. You guys remember Stephen oh, Bauer? Oh, yeah, Scarface. We've been yeah. watching Jack Bauer. He uh, he played Manny Ribera in the movie Scarface. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. I've known Stephen for several years, right? He uh, just left Los Angeles and moved to Miami. Yeah. Really? Yep. Well, he's Cuban anyway, so that was kind oh, of there. Yeah, that was a good thing. And, of course, Scarface was set in Miami. So it was set I'm in Miami, yeah. You know, obviously it's beautiful there, and uh, so surprising he's in L.A. for this long. Yeah, give it 10, 15 years if the cities don't stop what they're doing, that we're going to enter an unprecedented age of de-urbanization, I think. Yo, we God, thought the yes. uh, urban oh, yeah. rot was bad. It's going to be 10 times worse than that. That's right, because all of the intelligent, uh, working People of any color mm-hmm. are going to leave the city center because they can and they know they should because they're. Yep. Da- I just talked. I talked to a woman who has a hairdressing salon. She's afraid to go into Minneapolis to work. Yep. Well, and there's also been no better time to not live in the city because you can do everything through the internet or through cell phones, mm-hmm. and it's only getting better every day. And being able to costs. telecommute or mm-hmm. you know tele meetings, that kind of things. Housing costs. Yeah. That's another thing. There's just like. There's virtually no reason to still live in the city. But it's wrecking their no-cars plan. If I could uh, tell you a quick story of uh, the spread of the urban rot. Um, (laughs) Over the summer, summer, um, when things were really getting nuts in uh, Uptown, you know, and they started inviting me to more and more screenings in Uptown, I said, forget it. I am not going to Uptown any time of the day. Well, then there was a screening for a movie that I did interviews for um, that, and and there was a screw up and I didn't get to the screening I was supposed to because they didn't properly notify me. And they said, okay, well, we have some options. There's a fan screening of this movie Mm. on nine at nine o'clock at night at the (laughs) Willow Creek theater Mm. on a Friday. And I said, I am not getting anywhere near Minneapolis on a uh, no. Friday night at nine o'clock. Okay, so I'm thinking to myself, am I being too paranoid here? Because Willow Creek, that's 
That's a nice theater. It's a nice area. 169. Yeah, yeah. it's like Shillard yeah. Parkway. Yep. Yeah, so what happens a couple weeks ago? Somebody uh, pulls out a gun and, and fires two shots in the Willow Creek Theater at yeah. no. 9 o'clock on a Friday night. Oh, well. Oh, and uh, Michael Bryant and I were at a movie in that theater about three, four hours earlier. Oh, oh really? not that, but about seven hours earlier. <laughs> oh, and I'm thinking, okay, you wanna you wanna take away now. Granted, this is a different jurisdiction and all this sort of stuff. But again, spread of urban rot. Okay, if you're gonna yep. replace your police department in Minneapolis with a Department of Public Safety, Tom, you've said this before too. You're not gonna imagine what's gonna happen. Oh, they aren't gonna believe it. The minute it. that vote passes well, it's no going to begin that night oh, yeah. we have no idea what's coming and 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 so you know what happens from that it's just going to spread outward and outward and outward it already is spreading yeah the pea brains that are running the show are how can they not know what's coming <clears throat> they, they, you, well the people running the show do know what's coming they want it the people who live there are the ones who are living in a you know unicorn utopia you know, well, you, you know, and then you get people that are in North Minneapolis asking Governor Walz, and I don't know if he ever responded, but they asked Governor Walz to bring in the State Patrol and the National Guard to help out. Yep, they did. And I'm I don't sure know if he they didn't. ever even heard back from him. No, no, no he's no. never going to do that it. Would be, yeah, that would be doing something. He's up for election. He can't do that. Mm-mm. Oh, my God, that would be... You know what's amazing about that whole thing? I, I brought up uh, Stephen Bauer, really. And Tim, I don't know if you're on it or not, but I've known Stephen yeah, for yeah. quite mm-hmm. some time. And he said something. Now, this is a man who was born in Cuba. They, his family left Cuba when he was three years old, moved to Miami. He said, Tom, I am going to tell you and your listeners, I love America. I cannot tell you how much I love America. I cannot tell you how happy I am we left Cuba and came to America. It's the greatest country on earth. Now, here's a person of color who's not from here, born in Cuba, just loves America. But you, who were born here in, in, you know, great wealth and pleasure, you you think it sucks. What is wrong with us? I think there's a lot of people like that out there. You just oh, never yeah. see them. You never see them interviewed no. on on any media net, uh, outlet or whatever. And if I can make one more suggestion, because I do kind of feel like I'm on a roll because I'm pissed off. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Okay. So Facebook is going to rebrand, right? Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. So I have an idea. Maybe uh, all the um, major networks and on cable, all of them from left to right can reband themselves as Facebook because basically they're the same thing. Yeah, that right? is true. They yep. want to propagate hate. That's yep. all they want to do. Yeah. I wonder if Facebook rebrands, what if I were to start a company called Facebook like right afterwards? Oh, I'm, I'm sure they ha- they own that. <laughs> they probably wouldn't. They own it. Probably wouldn't fly. They should just rebrand it to hate book. I did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know should what's be correct funny about it is. <laughs> Where they think uh, they think that all of their problems are going to go away because they rebrand. That's just hilarious. I know it's a ridiculous argument. Well, that guy's a ridiculous human being. In fact, all of those guys that own social media companies—what a bunch of nerds! Jesus. They are. Yeah. They're sort of misfits. Are just an odd. They odd. are very odd people. There's no mm-hmm. doubt about that. You two want to calm down down there? She's sneezing rotavirus all over. Honey, it's part of her food poisoning. You always sneeze and and blow your nose when you have food poisoning. I don't have, and rotavirus. To be fair, yeah, the rotavirus and norovirus don't don't cause sneezing. Sneezing or runny noses. So there. I love it. So annoying. Tis the season. All of you. I there's a. um, I don't know if anybody knows this one. The the, what is it? Three point seven trillion dollar. Yep. Three point five. Yes. However much it is, there was a senator on TV last night saying that there's something hidden in this bill oh, that God. nobody knows about. <laughs> Gosh, really? Oh, of course. It's it is giving big tech the permission oh. to have green card holding permanent employees in the United States for ten. Well, 10 years, not permanent, but 10 years. They get to stay here for 10 years. They get to pay them way less money than American oh, yeah, that's workers. That's what all the illegal immigration and for the... For uh, 10 
years. But uh, these these are still yeah. But the most of the people that are coming here can't do tech jobs without an education. No, they'll get the tech jobs. It doesn't matter if they can or mean? not. I mean, ten. They're just handing them. This is all this is about billions and billions of dollars that they don't have to pay in. In FICA taxes and salaries, and people don't have to pay in higher salaries. I mean, this is mm. billions of dollars that they're taking out of the um, the the supply chain, as it were, mm. and giving it as to big tech. Well, yeah, all of this replacement migration <laughs> is for the benefit of the coastal elites who don't want to pay their employees. Right. It's um, I mean, how did that's? The, I mean, even Bernie Sanders has been saying that we need to prioritize Americans, give them jobs. Mm -hmm. And where's Bernie on this? Facebook would rather hire 50 people who don't know what they're doing for, you know, $5 an hour mm -hmm. than pay one person who does know what they're doing a proper wage. Because it's just... It's evil. Well, it is evil. Because <laughs> it's evil. Yeah. yeah but you're you're but, still on Facebook. But ten, I'm not. Mm. Ten uh, years. Leaving? I have I a page. Not. I haven't deleted it. Okay. But I, I, yeah, I can't I delete my page, unfortunately. I haven't looked at it in yeah, we're two on or it. two we're years. We're on it because of work. Well, yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Us too. That's basically why I'm on it. I mean, I post, I try and keep mine very light. I'll post funny memes. I don't post anything political. I don't post anything religious. Although I did find Jesus on the cruise. <laughs> no, we're talking. Jesus, <laughs> what, what's, what's, just... what's Jesus' last name? Oh, no, he, there was a guy on the cruise that was dressed up as Jesus, and he was just going and walking around touching people. And just smiling and just, he was so joyous. Like, let's not touch people. Well, no, just like, you know, he'd put your hand on his shoulder. Oh. And he'd just say, God bless you and walk like away. Oh, it was nice. it was wonderful. But, oh, yeah, I just. Wearing a mask? Yes. He did wear a mask until we all got on the cruise because we all had to be tested, vaccinated. You weren't allowed on the ship unless you had all three things. We had to get a pre-test. We had to prove we were vaccinated, and we also had a rapid test done at the terminal before we even got on the ship. Wow. There you I go. I thought once you were so vaccinated, life was... No, well, it's not. Nope. <laughs> nope. It doesn't mean anything to these people. <laughs> yeah. So Yeah, so there's all kinds of crap hidden in that little... In that well, they're always... 4,000 billion It's always 80% pork and 20% actual bill. Yeah. yeah. We have Craig and Joe on the phone at the you same time. You know what you time. gotta say next time you see him? Hmm. Jesus. You gotta you, you gotta do the Richard Pryor deal. Yeah, boy, I know Jesus. I was with the boy the day he got killed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Richard. Whatever you say. Okay, who are we going with first, Andy? Uh good question. I don't know. I, technically Craig. Craig was first. So Craig's up first. Okay, Craig, what's happening, man? Hey, what up, man? What'd it be like, Freaky Deaky? Okay. <laughs> Cultural God. appropriation. Cultural appropriation. Yeah, you're right. They stole it from me. You're absolutely right. <laughs> so, Craig, what's the latest with you? Uh, well, you know, I'm just being swarmed by migrants, so that's nothing new. Well, that's right. You're right down on the border, aren't oh, you? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm in McAllen, Texas, so when you watch Fox News <laughs> and, uh, they do those live drone reports from McAllen Mission, Texas. That's where I live. Yeah, right. It's cheap it? workers and guaranteed votes for one party. That's all it's about. Uh, if if I will say this is that if if people if 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 people really saw the FEMA camps that are set up down here and how massive they are and how much farmland they take up uh. on the border, uh, this. This would be a nat This this would be absolutely crazy. Like there'd be so many people angry about this. But um, I, I got a quick story. I, I, I fly from sometimes I fly to Minneapolis from McAllen mm -hmm. for for business, and so I'm on the flight. I realize, you know, I'm a healthy six five, three hundred pound Norwegian, right? White skin, like just like the snow. <laughs> I realized that this whole flight from, because I fly, I fly from McAllen to Dallas, and then from Dallas to Minneapolis. The whole flight from McAllen to Dallas, I, I, I it, it's 4.30 in the morning. Ugh. I'm taking an, a really early flight. I've realized, you know, I'm a little groggy. You know, I haven't had my coffee yet. I'm, I'm groggy. I'm going through check like security lines. I'm just making sure I have all my tickets. I'm not really aware of my situation. 
So I get on the flight and I realize that I am the only white person on this flight and that this whole flight is full of immigrants being flown from McAllen to Dallas via the government program. And the thing is, is that you're, you're, you're going to ask yourself, Craig, how can you tell this? <clears throat> Two factors. One is that they don't have suitcases. They all have plastic bags filled with clothes, and they're all holding them. And every single person on this flight has a folder that says, I don't speak English. Please help me. Wow. I'm the only guy on the flight. I'm the only guy. And so here's the funny part. Well, actually, there's two funny parts on this flight. (laughs) So the flight attendant gets... So the flight attendant starts giving up the instructions, like, you know, like, you know, Buffalo safety belt in Spanish, full, full Spanish. She looks at me and she does that like, or like, oh, I totally forgot the gringo thing. Uh-uh. So she has hey, can, we, yeah, we're, can we reconnect, yeah, Andy? Yeah, you're, right, it's not up to me. Your phone line's degrading. Yeah, could, could you call right back? Would it be okay, Craig? Yeah. Yeah, just call right back because you were breaking up like mad there. All right? I'll read something and just call us right back. That'd be terrific. Uh, these are the four headlines that just popped up. I'm not going to read the stories, but these are the four headlines that, that popped up. Uh, story about a CNN anchor called Sorry Not Sorry. Story about our president that says broken promises. Uh, story about sexual assault, needle spiking. And uh, Fox Weather Meteorologist, it's all in the name. So there's like one positive story out of the four, so that's good. Is it the Force needle spiking gate. story? Yeah, that sounds interesting. Oh. <laughs> needle spiking. Puppy gate's yeah. been scrubbed. Oh, that puppy gate, gate. they're killing all. Fauci's killing dogs like by the hundreds. Wait, you didn't what? see what they're doing? Oh, you didn't know about this? No, no I've no been on the low. Oh, you, yeah, go ahead, Catherine. What are they doing? I right think now? the only place you can see the. Um, well, if you want to, like, torture yourself and watch the footage is the PETA Twitter site that I saw it on. They use beagles. Mm-hmm. It's all beagles. And there were, like, 44 beagles that were just completely being tortured in the name of science. And something Fauci has something to do with this. Mm-hmm. It's his lab or something. They had these poor dogs. First of all, they, put, they tie them in the desert for days trying to get sand fleas. Then they take them back to the lab, and they put the dog's heads in a cage with the sand fleas, immobilize them with some sort of yeah. drug, and let the sand fleas eat their face off. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's Why? what they're doing. That's one of the experiments. Why? The other one was to infect them with some Ugh. sort of virus that made them so sick that they were like dehydrated and couldn't even walk for three months, and then they just kill them. And take their blood. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! That sounds like one. And they just toss Bay. them around and, and, like and, they're and, just garbage. And, and where, is it, where is this reported? It's all. Over, it was all over yesterday. Called Puppy Gate. Oh, it's already been confirmed. That it's real. It's totally real. It's just no one's even PETA. Even PETA posted some f- pictures of it. And there's there was a a very very disturbing video that went out. And I can't. You can't find it anywhere. It's been scrubbed. Of course it has. You can probably oh find it maybe on God. Twitter now, or some, or not Twitter, yep. but uh, YouTube maybe still has something about it. It's just sickening. I mean, I'm like, I don't want any. Why, why would you have to have a dog's face eaten off by sand fleas yeah, to make is, a drug? Yeah, what is that? So what? This is connected to COVID somehow. You said Fauci? No, just connected to Fauci. No, it's something he Fauci, did. Yeah. I don't know, a couple of years okay, ago. Okay, so not COVID. Just it's Fauci. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Uh, the I true believers won't care. It doesn't matter. Oh yeah, well they're they're completely locked in and yeah, sucked no. in. He so, could, you know, you know set a baby on fire and people would be like, "Oh, it's medicine." Oh mm. my, that's horrible. horrible. I actually brought this up to a friend of mine, Pauly. I don't think you guys know Pauly, but I brought it up to him after you told me about it, Catherine. I know of a Pauly. I brought up Pauly, and Pauly said, "What you think was going to happen? He's Italian." Fauci. <laughs> 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 All right, Pauly well, is Italian. Right back. Craig, finish up the story. All right, Craig, go ahead, sir. Well, we were on the airplane with you. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah, on a woman. You landed, okay. and there was a woman. Yep. No, no. Well, well, well. Here's the thing: is that the, so here, here's 
here's the highlight of it is that there was this this uh, woman with three young children and they were sitting right in front of me and so the plane is about to take off the little boy stands up and he's just like mama mama we're finally going to make it to america and i thought to myself as i look around where the hell am i <laughs> you know <laughs> Like, have I been living in Mexico for mm-hmm. this time? And so, uh, no, it's 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 really quite bad down here. So, unbelievable. And then um, the thing is, the thing is, is that as of right now, is that the National Guard right now in Mission and McAllen are building a quasi road because we've been told, and, and the mayor of McAllen has been told is that the Haitians, the the 30,000 uh, Haitians who are coming up through Mexico right now have changed paths. And now they're not going to head till, they're not heading to Del Rio, and, but they're now heading towards the, the east side of Texas. And so now, right now, you have Governor Abbott, who is deployed the National Guard now. So if you live down here, and and this is uh, this is my final piece on this is that if you live down here right now is that there are so many Humvees and military vehicles driving around the town that it, it kind of looks a little like really scary. Oh, I bet. I bet you're right about that. Craig, stay in touch, would you please? So. <clears throat> hey, wait, 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 wait! Is Timmy on? Timmy is on. I am here. Yes. Tim, I won't take up too much time. Uh, I got a little beef with you. I'll make this quick. <laughs> Love it. Uh, Tim, you, you thought the new Bond movie was really good, right? <laughs> yes. Uh-oh. <laughs> okay. Can I ask yeah. you a question? Can I ask you a serious question? Sure, sure. Do you really think the ending to that movie was appropriate? Yeah, I do. I do. Um you know, and we're not going to spoil it still. Um, but, you know, James Bond is an identity. Obviously, it, it, it's an identity for, I, I don't know, I don't think anybody expected the same actor to play the same role for as long as it's been around. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought with as much as Daniel Craig contributed to the franchise, um, I thought that it ended appropriately, yes. I wish I could talk more about it. I just don't like spoiling things. Because I know some people are uncomfortable with going to no, theaters. No, no, we wait. don't. But, but yeah, I, I, I really well, I mean, thought I mean. it was a bold move, what they did. And uh, I want that. I want, I want things to be, I want audiences, I want to be challenged as an audience member. You know, I don't want the same old, same old. To me, that's one of the most stale... It was really a stale franchise by the time it got the Pierce Brosnan. You know, it just yeah, seemed like well, yeah. Some, I mean, you can only—it wasn't even anticipated by anybody except for the diehards. And and I think Daniel Craig really brought an excitement back to the franchise, even though those five films were uneven. First was great, second sucked, third mm-hmm. was great, fourth sucked, fifth was great, in my opinion. So I mean, even with that, I, I just think that he brought it to new heights and. Uh, he deserved the, the send-off that he got. He really did change the way people look at James Bond films. So what, you didn't like uh, it then? I agree then? to disagree. That's what I say. What? You, so you didn't like the way See, things wrapped up? No. No. It, 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 you know, you watch, like, Goldfinger, and you watch, like, Dr. No, and you watch uh, even Moonraker, is that... There's always, there's always, he, I, I can't really, I guess we can't really say it without spoiling, but is that every single Bond film has had a very positive ending. And to, to do it this way, I think is insulting. And I think the, the way that they try to, and, and this is me, I, the way they try to shove the female characters into the movie was, I mean, I think it's a little typical, you know, like, and because the thing is, like, you watch Dune, which I don't know if you talked about yet, but if you watch Dune, Dune, Dune was a very good movie because everybody had, 
their roles to play, and they were very. It was, it was a very, I will say, male positive vibe. But with mm-hmm. this Bond movie, I mean, it was just like they they gimped them. That's what I say. Mm. No, yeah, I. I honestly, you know, because I know that people were worried about the way Bond would be portrayed, especially after Me Too. Um, but I thought he had just as much edge to him as he's always had. And that's evidenced by that last scene he had with the bad guy. <laughs> and I won't say any more. But I thought, no, no, they didn't take the teeth out of this guy. I think that he's really... He had as, as much fire in his belly as he always has. But, you know, again, we all look at things differently. And, uh, you know, I, I'm i not an uber fan of Bond, um, so it's, I can take it or leave it, honestly. But, I, again, I just think that what Craig brought to the franchise was something nobody expected. People hated, hated it when he was cast just because he had blonde hair. <laughs> you know, as stupid as okay, that. Okay. But, boy, he just okay. proved everybody wrong. Okay, Tim. When can when can the Tom Bernard show expect a review of Vitain from you? I don't know. I mean, somebody. Uh, oh, you asked me about it. Yeah, I don't know. It's one of those award season films, so maybe I'll get around it then. Of what? Vitain. Awards season. Vitain? It's called. What's it called? What the hell is that? Titan. What is it called? Vitain. How do you spell okay. that? Uh, Vitain. It's the it, it it's the woman car sex video uh, movie that that won awards. I watched it. I think you should watch it. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, hopefully award season time, you know, once I start getting screeners and stuff, <laughs> I'm sure that's what's going to happen because I, you know, there's certainly, it, it certainly hasn't screened to date. So, yeah. All right, gentlemen. You, you can, uh, it's main, so you can, I 100% think you should watch it. All right. Talk to you guys later. We'll get it done. Thanks, Greg. Yep. Timmy, hold on one second. Uh, we'll, we'll close with this. Once uh, was mentioned to me that this person really loved James Bond movies because they were so elegant and classy, and I said, "One of the movies is called Octopussy." Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> so classy. classy. End discussion. Yeah. End He's discussion. a rogue dude, man. There's no question about it. He is. And and you know, yeah, I think they've taken some of that edge away. I mean, there's no question, but. As far as his ferocity as an agent, mm-hmm. he's not quite the Lothario that he was. He still kicks ass as the double O. Mm-hmm. I, I really think that. So, yeah. All right. We'll take a quick break. Be right back. More with Timmy right after this. And we are back with Stretch's picks. Who's winning this thing? The Kitties, the Pack, the Bears, or the Purple? None of the above. Those are all the teams in the division. I know that. Well, who's your pick? I'm going with Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. What? It's not a football team. Sabre is one of the largest Bryant dealers in the state, which means you save. Yep, I'm going with Sabre, Sabre and Bryant, doing whatever it takes to keep you comfortable. Oh, uh, one more thing, Tom. What's that? Visit SabreHeating.com. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President and Chief Lending Officer at North American Banking Company. And I'm Mike Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company, Bradley's partner. As a locally owned and operated community bank, we work with a lot of multi-generational, family-owned businesses. Take Raymond Auto Body of St. Paul, for example. Four generations of the Slomkowski family having successfully run the business. When they were ready to expand, we helped them acquire a new building, allowing them to service more vehicles in their state-of-the-art shop. We've also helped them set up the next generation of owners, keeping the business and family for years to come. Tom here. If you want a family business like me or any business, you should be banking with Brad and Mike over at North American Banking Company. I know them and trust them with my banking. Every time I deal with them or their team, I know I'm working with experienced professional bankers. Sounds like we really won you over, Tommy. Well, let's not get crazy, Brad. Seriously. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience member, FDIC, and equal housing lender? As you know, my friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. He didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Mike created the new Giza Dream bed sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep for me, which is crucial for my busy schedule. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. Mike's Giza sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. The first night you sleep on the Giza sheets, you will never want to sleep on anything else. Giza Dream sheets come in 
a variety of sizes and colors. Mike's making a special offer for my listeners. You buy one set, get another set absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, and use promo code TOM. There you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow mattress topper, MyPillow towel sets, and so much more. Call 1-800-516-5146. Use the promo code TOM. Go to MyPillow.com. Make sure you use the promo code TOM. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. And when I think Octopussy, I think Joe from Louisville. Takes a shot at Joe. Taking a shot at Joe, ladies Joe, and gentlemen. How do you put up with it? What's up, Joe? Uh, I get it. I take enough at him. I take enough shots at town. I guess I can. <laughs> That's very true. You're absolutely right. What's going on, Joe? Oh, well, I too would like to talk to talk to Tim about a movie. Excellent. Yeah, don't worry, I won't be as pissy as Craig about it. So. <laughs> you know what, Joe, Joe? I want to bring Ralph into this conversation because I'm presuming, boy. Ralph, you have seen Dune, correct? Correct. Oh, I heard yeah. it's horrendous. Horrendous? Correct. It was, yeah. I, I heard it's terrible. Oh, it, really? is, it is a hollow story. Oh, it is too bad. There's no, so if you know the, if you know the book and you know the, the uh, what do I want to say, the, uh, the uh, culture, the whole culture of Dune. The Yeah, so you, you, you can understand the movie, and, it, and it's interesting. But there's stuff in the movie that makes no sense at all. Mm. Like, they show the head of a bull four or five times, and it was... And unless you know the book, it's meaningless because it's well, just one one line in the movie that kind of refers to it, in it or a little tiny conversation. It, I, I just... No. I, I watched it, got to the end, and I really have no great desire to see the sequel because the sequel is just a love story between Paul and uh, uh, and, his, and his love interest, the woman who keeps looking around. What's her name? Zendaya. No. Zendaya. Yeah. Zendaya. Well, yeah. Her looking over his shoulder. That's that's the whole thing. And that's that's all that's left in riding the worms. There's nothing left. There's it's a ho- him drinking the bile. That's it. End of story. There's nothing left in that story. They they just. They broke it at the wrong spot. Did they try to make it like too artsy, or oh, they're tra- they're trying to appeal to a younger audience, or trying to introduce this, this these young guys. And Paul Atreides, kind of poor kid. He's like he had a shirt off. He was concave. He was messed up. Like he was. Oh, the 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 lead character who played uh, Paul Atreides, the lead character. The kid is so skinny. He lo- almost oh, looks he's like he's he's skinny. way thin. He looks mm. like he's anorexic. That bad. I mean, it, it was not a believable movie to me. I mean. Beast Raban didn't, didn't do anything. He just stood around yeah. and and I I was not impressed. Nah, nah, I was not impressed at all. It's a, it's a shame. See, I, I'm stuck in the middle because I I didn't read the book. I didn't see the original from 1984. You know, so I'm looking at it from a totally different perspective. And I know Joe. I think you said that you you obviously you did read the book and see the 1984. And 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 it sounds to me uh, that you like it better than Ralph. No, no. You didn't? No, I didn't. I haven't read the books. Oh, okay. I did okay. see the 84 version a couple of times. Um, we watched the 84 Dune just before we started the new Dune. Um, and while I was watching the new, new one, I, I started noticing some things. And it, it, the language is kind of similar but different from the original and it turns out that um, under the IMDb trivia says this film sports a distinctly Arabic theme, in keeping with Frank Herbert's having used Islamic culture as an influence for his story. Could that be uh, what you're thinking of, Doc? Yeah, in the book, there was a lot of Arabic-ish kind of uh, words. Yeah, so the desert, you know. The when desert, most people meant, think desert, they think Arabic. Yeah. But, they, you know, I, they just let out, there's so much background. There's certain elements of the movie that are absolutely key to making the movie make any sense at all. And the fact they touch, didn't, touch on, didn't touch on the guild, which were the main users mm. of spice and the thing that mainly drives yeah, the value. They didn't touch on plans yeah. within plans. They didn't touch, they they. 
didn't touch on the weirding weapons. That was the reason why this whole plot started because of that of this army that was being built up. They didn't talk about the emperor, and at the end, and I did not appreciate. I did not, and I did not appreciate this final political comment that they're making, and, and you know, and you, you can you can see it right there, how the uh, Fremen are portrayed. Mm. So, so they try to modernize it. Basically. Oh, I, no, they're modernized. They, it just didn't know. They, they can have that movie. I was, I'll be doing that movie again. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I was curious. I mean, generally, folks that know the source material generally do not like what is interpreted on the big screen. I mean, that's, there's just, it's just way too, well, even at 412 pages and even going half of that book. There's just, you can never match the detail. You just can't. Well, it has nothing to do with matching the detail. They just left things out which are absolutely key to the story. That's, that's my criticism. Really? Yeah. And they really, wow. and then maybe they should have made four oh. movies. I don't know, but that's it. That's, I ain't going to see that. I'm not going to bother. I'm not going to burn up another two and a half, and two and a half hours, Tom. Two and a half hours. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty long. Oh, I warned no. Tom of that last week. You know, though, I mean, and here's the interesting thing about it. Part two has not been greenlit yet. Uh, generally, when you got that something has. the size of this, they got. But they waited to see uh, how this first one would do, and it did like forty or fifty. Was it forty million or fifty million? But you got to remember, this was made for one hundred sixty-five. Double that budget with oh, marketing. God. They got a three hundred million dollar nut to crack before they can even think oh. about being profitable. So who knows if that second one's even going to happen? Yeah, it's uh, it's a it's an interesting that that whole. It's it's very interesting, you know. It's just it's just there's some stories that are just too complex to try to make into a movie, and there's not a linear storyline in this, and this whole idea about plans within plans, this thing takes odd turns, and the reason why things are done are not what you think, and and it, they just it just it's maybe virtually impossible unless you do you know they tried to do a series that didn't fly so well. Uh, I just think you need four movies just to get, but then. But they could. They could do. There's, there's cliffhangers in all those areas. So, uh-huh. What is Dune? It's a book. <laughs> it's a book. They, did, it's a book. Uh, they did touch on the weirding way, though, but they didn't. They, didn't, uh, they, they called it the way. Um, but they didn't use them as weapons yet. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah, that yeah. might come in in part two. Yeah, it might come in in part two. And then they, they, they le- left out a main character. The main character that ends the book. Isn't in the thing. Fade. The Emperor. And Fade. Fade, you know, uh, Baron Harkonnen's nephew yeah. is not there. And they and they didn't... He's getting whipped up. This can't. You know, the, the, thing, the thing about it is that, you know, the other part is that the Emperor is gay. And he's not just a, he's like a bad person but they they don't you know there's pieces to this that are just it's a the story is too complex it's too involved involuted bizarre mm-hmm. it's a bit like trying to make a movie of the ring cycle it is yeah. it well, is want- too too complex it's just too intricate and you, you drive yourself nuts trying to do it are you talking about Wagner's well, opera, The yeah, Ring Cycle? Yeah, exactly. Ring of the Nibelungen? Yeah. Well, listen, it's so <laughs> hilarious that you bring that up because there is a movie coming out this Friday that works that into the plot and I think works it quite well. It's called Army of Thieves. It is the prequel to Army of the Dead. Uh, and Zack Snyder produced it and Matthias, I don't know if any of anybody caught Army of the Dead. I did. It's a real, it's an entertaining zombie movie. Mm-hmm. So this gives you a, a backstory on where the, oh. the safe cracker came from. So you could start with Army of Thieves and then if you're interested, go see the zombie movie too, um, because they're just two different films. But it's funny that you brought that up, Ralph, because I just screened that movie last week. Yeah, the the, the ring cycle is just the most bizarre, odd. It's it is a weird story, I tell you. No, no, did 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 um, was it Frank Herbert himself that? Because a lot of authors will tell you this is unfilmable. Was it him or was it somebody else that said, "Hey, this is unfilmable and you shouldn't even attempt it"? I don't know that answer. I just don't know who said that. It, but it's, somebody, you know, that that's the 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 observation is out there. And yeah. I think by what you're describing is, they're they're right. <laughs> you know, yeah. if it's not going to work for you, as again, that's the tough part about it. 
going from the source material with the book to trying, you know, to, to trying to film it. It's, it's, it's sometimes it's just impossible. Sometimes it works. I mean, I, you know, Lord of the Rings, um, the Harry Potter series, I am sure that there's still a lot left out from those novels, but it, it has worked in some areas, but not that often. But the linear storyline in the Lord of the Rings is much clearer than any kind of linear storyline you try to create with the Dune yeah, series. That's true. Uh -huh. Because it's, uh -huh. it, you think it's a, but it isn't. It isn't a, a, a linear storyline because everybody has their own axe to grind in the movie. So that's, so you can't, and so they tried it, and, and as a movie, and really, as a movie, you look at it, it's entertaining, it is spectacular, it is big, it is it, a lot of nice things, but, you know, it just, it didn't carry the emotion, didn't carry the emotion that it should sure, have. Sure. Well, I can tell you that Mike oh, Bryant agrees with you. He called it boring. I, I, I saw Mike last night, and he says he was bored by it. So it seems like that's the case. You either love it or you hate it. Yeah, last hour yeah, just drug on, on. My good friend Michael saw it, and he was very excited. He loves Timothy Chalamet. Who's that? The lead guy. Skinny guy? Skinny guy. Oh, um, and he really liked it. He said it was beautiful, but he did say the last. He was like, by the end of it, it was like, come on, wrap it up. Yeah, that's how I hours felt. Is just... I really did. I thought the air was let out of the balloon. I thought yeah. it started really strong, and by the time they got into there you go. the deal with Zendaya at the end, it's like, ah. Eh, well, the only thing she did is she looked over her shoulder and walked away. She had all these totally of, oversold you, her look, role in it. Oh, but that's uh, to get the young folks into the theater. Yeah, she had what? She had one line. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Who's that? Zendaya, the, the oh, singer. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, I, and I'm sorry, she, you know, she's not as easy on the eyes as some, some singers. Mm. Ralph, did you see the original Dune? Yeah, the '84 film. Yeah, I, I saw that. And, and the thing about that, the first scene in that movie, the first two scenes, kind of lay enough of a groundwork of the story to, to allow you to see the movie or to understand some of the movie. It still is not complete, and there's the same criticisms of that movie as well. Right. Okay, that's enough of that. <laughs> he doesn't want to talk about Dune anymore. Yeah, no I'm more have, Dune. I'm going to have to take well, my you know, blood and, and pressure Craig, pills. if Craig is still listening, he, he loved Dune. So, you know, again, it's all over the map. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it, uh, well, I shouldn't say all over, but it's a love it or hate it sort of thing. Yeah. You know? I guess I shouldn't say I hated it. I just, there's other things to see. Look, I mean, you can watch that or you can go see a great movie like Piranha in 3D. Hmm. You know what I mean? Piranha? The three double D. Three double D, excuse me. You're right. Three <laughs> doors. You're right. It was God. three double D. I forgot. What well, we need is Piranado. Yeah. Piranado. Piranado. It's made already. Well, I'm Damn sure it's it. in the works. Damn it. We need it out there. Right uh, Wendy wants to know if you have seen Ghostbusters Afterlife. Not yet. Uh, that's coming out um, a week before Thanksgiving. So oh, okay, good. I will probably see it in uh, early November sometime. Well, November next week. I wouldn't expect next week, but probably the week after or so. So Afterlife is a sequel to the 2016 or whatever, 20 whatever mm. year that was, Ghostbusters? I don't know. I don't you mean think the so. one with Melissa McCarthy yeah. in that? I, I don't it's not think it I don't is. think they're related. Oh. No. I don't think they are, no. Yeah. Well, but it's not going to have the original cast. Well yes. Well, um, what's left far, of yeah, them? Bill Murray and uh um Ernie. Ernie. Yeah. And um what's and, uh, Dan Aykroyd are all supposed to be in it. Yeah. Oh, well I, hey. Isn't it like the is it's I guess it's like the the premise of it is the kids are it, one of them is like Egon's kid, right? Oh, I see. I don't. I really try yeah. to stay away from as much as I can. I want to be totally surprised when I go in a theater. But yes, yeah. this one surrounds a cast of younger kids. Uh huh. Okay. And wait. one of them is the kid from Stranger Things. Yes. Yes. I don't know. I completely nerded out when I saw like the original. Like it was a teaser trailer, and there's like this old barn, and they took the tarp off the car, the Ghostbuster oh, car. Oh yes, I totally and forgot I, about this. <laughs> I lost it because I'm a huge Ghostbusters fan. I mean, you know, paranormals in my life all the time. So I just think it's really interesting, and I, I'm so glad that they're kind of revamping the original because I didn't even see the one with the female. Cast. A lot of people didn't. It it's like, why make it? Because it's not related to what everyone wanted. It just looked wanted. terrible. Yeah. I saw it. But I they did have fun. the original cast members in that one, too. Yeah. Just yeah, briefly. Just yeah. as cameo. And why, you make, and why are you making another one? Because uh, I don't 
don't know. Well, people will because watch Because Hollywood's this. completely out of ideas. Well, yeah, that too. And I'm not a Kate McKinnon fan, so I was like, I'm oh, not really? going to even bother. I, yeah, I'm not a big fan of hers. So. Oh, don't you like when she plays the piano and cries when uh, people get elected president? Just, I mean, she was really good in that joke. movie. Yes, that Beatles movie yes, yesterday. But she was great. In she was great in the way the reason why I hate her so much because she said she plays hateable characters. <laughs> she has a hateable personality, <laughs> and so that role was perfect for her. But I hated her in the movie. But she was good as me wanting to hate her. You know, she played that role well. But yeah, I'm just not a fan of hers. It just she irks me, and now she's doing commercials for, I don't know, some uh, yeah. cell phone company. I Verizon, just, I think. <laughs> I just turn the channel. I'm like, I don't even like when she does commercials. So. Safe to say you don't like Kate McKinnon. No, I don't. I, like I don't. Yeah, see, it's okay. You can like who you like. It's okay. She just no, gets under my skin. I'm exactly. right there with you. I can't stand her. Yeah. Either. She did one. Is she the one that did the small hands, the little tiny hands? No, that was the Kirsten Kristen Wiig. I like yeah. Kristen, Kristen Wiig. Did that. Yeah, yeah, she did those little tiny <laughs> yeah. hands were funny. That was pretty funny. <laughs> can't do that skit anymore either. Oh no, you can't. <laughs> oh, you're making fun of Bonnie. Yeah, making fun of small hand people. Indeed. All right, Timmy. What else you got, pal? We got about a minute and a half. Um, again, uh, I would suggest if you haven't started, it's called Dope Sick on Hulu. Oh, yeah, definitely. About the opioid crisis. Mm. It is oh. unbelievable. And, and again, I cannot re- remember a show that really laid this thing out in great detail as to where this all started. It is by far the best narrative project, whether it be a TV show or a movie about the opioid, opioid crisis. It really is compelling stuff. And make sure you watch Dave Chappelle's commentary on the opioid crisis compared to the crack crisis. He has a biting commentary on that in his in his routines. Oh, mm-hmm. Dan just watched that last night, the new Dave Chappelle mm-hmm. thing. I don't know if it's a new one. It, but, but one of his other ones. He, the Closer? The Closer. Oh, my God. He was la- he was in the basement watching Accessory Ever TV, and I was upstairs, and he- I could hear mm-hmm. him laughing. He's like, <laughs> I can't remember the last time I laughed that hard at, like, something that uh, I watched. Oh, he's very Did funny. you hear that they're yeah. demanding a meeting with him? Of course they are. Who's He'll be like, no know. thanks. Some- Bye. Well, and part of the demands, and I'm with him on this, is watch the whole damn special yes. first. Because that's the whole thing. People are seeing these little bits and bites, little headlines, and just forming their opinions without watching the whole thing because you're really going to get his true feelings about, you know, they're calling him transphobic and everything. If you watch this all the way to the end, no, he's not transphobic. No, he's not. He's not at all. All right, that wraps up the first hour. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, Timmy. We'll talk Thursday with reviews. I got some spooky stuff I'm talking about for Halloween. Spooky. 